I might be talking in a soft-spoken voice and go into a little bit of a whisper if you don't follow me on YouTube. I am an ASM artist, which means I make videos to relax people and I whisper most of the time. Well, 99.9% of the time I'm whispering. And a good majority of you are probably from my ASMR channel on YouTube. Now I'm not going to edit this at all. No jump cuts, no edits, just me and the mic hanging out. It is pouring rain here in New York, so you may hear some rain and maybe, you know, little throat noises or whatever might happen, but I wanted to touch on something that might be triggering to some people, um, so I am going to give you that warning, but I think it's very important, especially with what's going on with this Gabby case, uh, that it's talked about. So some of you may not know, but I was in a not-so-good relationship, to put it lightly. I was in a very toxic relationship right before I was with Chris and Chris actually knew him as well um, and I was essentially catfished in a way and um, I wanted to talk about my experience as a whole and how it turned ugly and how I got out there might be somebody really deep dive into things and kind of use this almost as a diary and talk about things going on in my present, my future, my past, all of the above. So I hope that you are relaxed and interested and I hope that you would stay a while if you could subscribe to the podcast. It is free and rate it a five-star on 
from high school that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. We were looking at homes. We were engaged to be married. I was with him for a good amount of time. And the relationship kind of grew stale. And I ended up getting into a different always the life of the party, always the jokester, and it was totally different from anything that I had prior in relationships, and I really gravitated towards that. He helped me get out of my shell and feel more comfortable, um, and he told me all these things about himself, and that he was a football player and scholarships, and weed here and there, but it was nothing, nothing crazy, right? Well, I meet this guy, and, you know, he's always around the same friends that I'm around, and, you know, he's, he would flirt with me, and he would say, um, you know, at this point, I was still with my ex, so I was starting to get out of the relationship, but we were still technically together, and he, I would have my engagement ring on, obviously, I was engaged, and he would say things like, like together or in a relationship yet but there was kissing going on and things like that right okay so you know everything's great I meet you know we start officially dating and he had a child prior with somebody else and that was kind of my first red flag not that he had a 
my first red flag and she had told me that he had put his hands on her and she on the river get it she told me if he did it to me he's going to do it to you and I remember you know bringing it up to him and I'm like hey like you know this this is what you know the mother of your child said and that's like extremely alarming to me what is this about you know and at this point we're like six seven months into the and things are getting kind of serious and um, when she told me that I almost didn't believe it not that I didn't believe her because I did, I did believe her but it's like my mind didn't want me to believe it because I was falling in love with this guy or I was in love at that point um, he like swept me off my feet and helped me get over my ex and um, I just had some relationships progressing and I'm seeing these red flags I'm already in love right? and he had already met my parents I had met his mother extremely sweet woman, was a nurse very hard working and um, he, knew what, he knew where my mother lived, he knew where my family lived, my grandpa and I was scared only for me, but mostly for my family. And, you know, the the uh, verbal abuse turned into physical abuse. And, um, it was just a really bad situation. I remember one instance, he, we were at a Halloween party with a bunch of our friends, and he ended up pulling me into arguing with me, I was embarrassed, so I went outside, and of course he followed me outside, and, you know, he 
he like walked me away from everybody else to this like secluded like wooded kind of fieldish area it was a Halloween party and uh, arguing you know then like swung me or you know flung me or something and I remember him telling me I could kill you he like pinned me down in, in these tall grasses nobody else was around and told me I could kill you right now and nobody would ever find you nobody would ever know and um, he had taken my phone and my car keys and he had me you know by the throat at that point and I remember seeing a cop car a cop car drive by and he had like his um, his body weight on my chest and I couldn't breathe and I remember thinking like oh my god I'm gonna die <laughs> and there's a cop car right here and like they're not gonna see or hear me it was beyond terrifying but because of that cop car he ended up getting up and God knows what would have happened to me that day if not and that was kind of the last straw for me so what I did and that's where all this is going what I did to get away I you know I'll tell you what I did and I'll tell you options for you if you're unable to do this but he knew where I worked so I couldn't go into work I had to talk to my bosses and let them know what was going on in my life and that I was going to need to take some time off like a leave of absence and uh, I remember the last day I went into work he was calling my work so much that the people calling in for to-go orders weren't able to get through the state police had to come to do and I said
saved up some money because I had this planned out and I went to a hotel room and hid out and I went to a pretty far one at least an hour drive away so I knew that he could not find me I didn't tell anybody not even my best friend where I was I told one person one person that I knew was not going to say anything um, and at this time you know, while I was trying to leave, Chris, who I'm with now, was so supportive. So incredibly supportive. Um, just being, being a friend when I needed one, you know? Um, he's just this, the most caring, amazing man. And I knew he'd be a good father, and he's a better father than I could have ever imagined. He's my knight in shining armor, my, my prince charming. Everything's not as I could and I went to a hotel room and I hid out there and I blocked his number and I deleted all photos all text messages any trace of him I told my friends hey look I'm leaving him I need you not to talk about him I need you not to bring up any memories I need to like erase this person from my brain so I stayed in this hotel room as long as I could financially um, just to give the space right because usually after 7 to 10 days people are going to calm down at least a little bit right and of course I went to police and if you are in a situation like this I know you're scared but you need to make a police report it needs to be on file you need to have some kind of protection set up for yourself and I should have said that in the beginning of this podcast but I'm new to this podcast what I did. I hid out where I knew he couldn't find me, blocked his number, and made a police report and had a protection in place and got a, an order of protection against him. You know, I, I showed, you know, that he was harassing me at my job. My bosses were able, you know, to uh, vouch for me. And my dad, once before this, I called the police on him. And they came to his mother's where he hands on me, and the police officer was one of his old football coaches, and actually took his side, um, and it kind of reminded me of this Gabby situation where the police came, and the guy had scratches on his face, and they're like, oh, how did you get the 
I want you to know that you are not alone. And if you're not able to afford a hotel room to to go to, get away. Go to a family member's house that the pers- that that this person doesn't know. Go to a friend's house that he doesn't know, that he doesn't know where they live. Ask a friend's parent. Reach out. People want to help you. And do not be ashamed. Please do not be ashamed. You are so beautiful inside and out. And you deserve the best. And nothing but the best. And I know it's scary. truly do. That's that's why I'm telling it. Um, it's, uh, seeing what happy to, happened to that poor sweetheart, Gabby, it's like, I don't know, this poor little angel that had the world at her fingertips that were, she was chasing her dreams. And now she's gone. And there were signs, you know,
following me on YouTube, please do so. My channel name is Rach ASMR. Rach ASMR. I love you all so very much. And the next podcast will be much more lighthearted, I promise. Not all of them will be, you know, so serious, but I thought given what's going on and everybody's so invested in that sweetheart's case and I think that it's important to talk about these things, you know, and not be ashamed to tell our stories. Uh, yeah. Podcast episode one, starting off with a bang. I love you guys, and I'll see you in a couple days for episode two. I'm thinking that I will do um, the one about, you know, how I got my credit to butter and things and 